Welcome back to the Triangle Table. This is our space and yours to chat about building brand, reaching your goals, and being a better human. Say hello to your hosts, Anna, Kelly, and me, Amanda. So pull up a seat to our Triangle Table and let's chat. Hello, hello, welcome back. It is episode 22 here at the Triangle Table. This is part two of our conversation with Leslie. Leslie is a business strategist and coach that helps entrepreneurs make more money from their courses, coaching, and masterclasses by providing practical tools they need to help them clear logistical blocks. In last week's episode, we dug into how she has created a pineapple process to help business owners with their productivity, accountability, and discipline. This week in our episode, we are pleased to have her share more with us about how to put those theories into practical application. So we're going to be talking about some really key things that you can take away today to start applying to your own personal routine so you can start taking those baby steps towards those big things in your business that you are wanting to accomplish. No, no, you could move on. And see, that's how I've, I've uh, like built and, and also teach like how to build routines. Um, you know, having like a morning and a nighttime routine. I, I have a, a, a goal of what I wanted it to look like. But when I first started, my only goal with my morning routine was to wake up and drink water first thing in the morning. That's it. And I mean, now I drink water. I have a walk that I go on at 630 in the morning, every morning with my dog, meditate and read, da, 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 da. There's a ton of stuff that I do now. But that this this has been building since... October of last year. So October of uh, 2019, that's been building. So this has been months in the making. I think a lot of times we think to ourselves, we have to get like this entire list of a routine perfect and right. You know, we read all of these books. I almost mentioned, I'm not going to mention any names of the books, but we, we read these books about how to have like the perfect morning routine. And we think we have to get everything right all at once. And it, it, I don't believe that most of us naturally work that way. We have to build things, um, build on, on top of already existing habits, number one. Number two, we think things need to happen overnight, but I challenge you to look, uh, to put things in perspective. If you are, let's say, a 30-year-old woman and you've been having the same exact habits every single day pretty much for your adult life, that's years of you living a certain way because that was me. But then if you look at it, it took me maybe like six to eight months to completely change and reshape what I had been doing for maybe 15 plus years. That's incredible. That's actually really quick if you think about it, but it's all about perspective. Building new habits, like changes in productivity, changing accountability, changing your discipline. And by discipline, I think you mean like your routines and your yep. structures. Yeah. It's, Changing those things, if you expect it to everything to be perfect again in a week, you're, you're, you're lying to yourself. Like mm-hmm. that expectation is just not realistic. I love how you said it can, it can take months to undo what you've been doing for years. But isn't that, I mean, that's actually a really positive statement. Yeah. It can, it can, like just months. It's perspective. Months it's, it's perspective. I mean, it's just like with, um, with weight loss, if you think about it, someone could lose um, maybe like 100 pounds in two years time. Like that sounds like something that's pretty realistic. hundred pounds yeah. in two years time. 
well, think about how many years it took them to put, probably put on that weight. It was probably years and years and years and years mm-hmm. and years, yet they're getting rid of it. And I'm snapping my fingers like it's instant, but it only took them, if you think about it, yeah, it's only t- taken them two years to put off what they put on for like 15, 20 years. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, when you coach somebody in weight loss, if they're not having underlying hormonal issues, just got to put that in there. <laughs> um, most, so let's talk to our men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's not realistic to say, I'm going to lose 40 pounds in the next three months. It's just right. not realistic. And when we, we set ourselves up for the, like, I think we also have to have realistic expectations of saying, this is, this is not just what I want to do, but like biologically, what is it some, my body able to do right now? And, to, and mm-hmm. to set ourselves up a structure and a routine that's going to, that's going to support realistic goals. Um, I think what I meant, what I was going to say though, is the same things that you teach, the productivity, the accountability, the discipline, it's, it's the bigger picture is habit change. And whether you're looking for a change in your weight wellness, you're looking for a change in your, your business um, income, or whether you're looking for a change in how your household runs with their structures and its routine, it really does come down to habit changes. Because what, you, what you've been doing is your current habit and you're getting a result you're not happy with. Mm-hmm. So in order to change the outcome, you have to change the, the input. Does that make sense? Like yep. you can't just expect the laundry pile to get folded because you throw it on the living room floor. I'm raising <laughs> my hand. So I have to go, all right, the laundry pile lays there for three days. That's the outcome. What's the habit that's producing that? That laundry laying there drives my husband nuts, right? <laughs> Doesn't drive me nuts. But for the sake of a healthy relationship, I need to respect that. So I need to change my habit. Mm-hmm. What can I do to change that? So... See, I can't relate to people that, like, it's funny you say that about the laundry, because that's very relatable. I can't relate to people that don't literally do the laundry, fold it, and put it away. That's me. Like, it has to be, because it drives me crazy. Okay, see, no, mine has to be put away. Like, that's just how I am. But on the other flip side, yeah, you just let it sit there. That would drive me nuts. Like, I want to be able to wake up in the morning have my clothes sitting there for me to put them on. Like, I don't want to get up frazzled and trying to fit, find my clothes and get all pissed off because I can't find my stuff. That's not, that's not me. Like it needs to be there. So it's funny. We're talking about morning routines because I'm sitting here going, okay, well looking at a rebel's point of view with morning routines, Mm -hmm. I do. I was judging, like I would read these books or see, oh, successful people have a morning routine. And I'm thinking, but I really don't. Like, do I need to have a morning routine to be successful? Like, what is this? And it bugged me for years. Like I thought I was not ever going to get anywhere because I didn't have a morning routine. But at the end of the day, I do. It's mine. I do. So, but it's not this perfect cookie cutter that you think or envision it is. Exactly. It's like somebody successful. You think that this whole elaborate, like they sit down with their tea and they write their book and it's a beautiful, like just, you all have your own routine. Stop envisioning this perfect routine. It needs to be your routine. And I have one. And yes, does it switch sometimes? Because I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, hmm. I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this. 
and I can do that because I have a choice when I wake up of how I want to feel and what I want to do. Yep. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I recently, one of my newest one-on-one clients, one of my uh, one-on-one coaching clients, she's also very much into uh, the four tendencies and she's a rebel. And we have been working on building a morning routine for her. And the consistent question I always ask her is I say, hey, what do you want to do with your morning? How do you want your morning to look? And I said, I'm not going to tell you that you need to journal or that you need to do this. In fact, at some point she told me, she was like, Leslie, I don't journal. And I said, okay, don't journal. And then the next day she's like, you know what? I thought I'd try journaling. <laughs> See, if you but, tell a rebel what to do, be like, well, try journaling. She'll resist it. Exactly. All through and through. She's so like, well, I, I just, and, and I know that too, um, cause some of the stuff that I learned from you too, and just us conversing about, um, you know, how what the rebel tendency looks like and I just I the question that I ask her is how do you want your morning to look like now with an obliger usually I can just say hey these are the things that I do you can choose to do them these are the things that I do that I found success by and I found that a lot of them try to adopt this but yeah with with a rebel with that that newest client that I have I ask her I'm like what do you want to do let's build around that because you ain't going to do nothing that you don't want to do <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back, uh, back to the laundry. <laughs> My husband does all of his own laundry. And it's like, okay. I almost can't so watch it sometimes. Yeah, that's how it's always been. Like, he's uh-huh. always done his own laundry. And I actually like it because I don't have to worry if I shrink something or whatever. He, he, yeah, he has yeah. a way he likes doing it. And I'm, I'm cool, do your own laundry. Mm-hmm. Which Because when we got married, like, it was not the expectation that I would take over all the household chores. Like, mm-hmm. it was, it, that was not how we were running our relationship. Um, so he does, like, he has a, a laundry cart and it has three little baskets and he puts stuff in and takes it to the laundry room and he does it in a particular order and he's got everything timed just right and he brings it back out and he folds it in a certain spot and he hangs things up. It's really methodical. Dang. I would probably, sh- I would probably stress him out. I literally like take my, like it's all colors, whites, everything. It all just, it goes. <laughs> but the amount of like, oh, and get by watching him do his laundry is the exact same reaction he has watching me do the laundry. That's so interesting. It's the exact same reaction because he watches me just kind of randomly gather up laundry from the different baskets in the house. I just dump it in the washing machine. I'm really good about taking it from the washer to the dryer, but like I'm one of those people, you get your laundry out of the wash, the dryer, and I'm like, oh, I can hold it all. <laughs> I want to go get the basket from the other room. So I'm wandering down the hall, manhandling this this laundry trail of socks behind me. And I throw it on the living room floor. And by this time, I'm like, forget it. I'm done with the laundry. I'll come back to this later. That is hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, my god! Relatable thing I've heard all day today. Yeah. Like, but then, I did not know anyone else did laundry like I did. And that yeah. described me to teeth. Like the only reason why that stuff behind me is Mm -hmm. in a basket is because I didn't put it there. Oh, yeah. See, I'm kind of in between Anna and Anna's husband. I'm kind of in between. I'm not a perfectionist with laundry, but I get it done. (laughs) I don't know. Like it's, that is so funny. (laughs) And I'll fold it and I'll put it in a laundry basket and I have a basket for one daughter, a basket for the other daughter, a basket for myself. And then like, then I'll walk the towels where they need to go and I'll put their laundry into their drawers or they help me with that. 
do you think my laundry gets out of my basket and into my drawers? Oh no, it's like another two days before I'll actually put it in, in the drawers. And that, because I don't like digging out of a laundry pile looking for clean clothes. Like I don't like that. So I will actually fold it and, and like put it away. But anyway, yeah, it's like, but the thing about it is, is does it bother me enough to change how I'm doing it? Mm. Does my current habit bother me enough for change? And the answer is no. I've been doing my laundry like this for years. Why would I change? Because I know it drives my husband nuts. And it's for the better health of our family. And honestly, do I want to teach my girls to do laundry like that? Probably not. I, probably not. I want them to learn how to do laundry in one day <laughs> rather than five. <laughs> five. So it's those, it's those, you got to find what is going to motivate your change. And mm -hmm. if we can bring this back down, because I know we've been talking for a while, bring this back in is you said a question. You says you have to find your why. That is a statement that we hear a lot when we are new entrepreneurs or we've you know, aligned with a the company. They're like, find your why. If your why doesn't make you cry, it's oh not God, your real why. Okay? Find your why. Okay. Oh, I, feel like, I feel like Amanda and I just had like the same exact reaction like, at the same exact time. If your why time. doesn't make you cry, it's not, it's not big enough. Screw you. Don't right. tell me my dreams are big enough. <laughs> right. My why doesn't make me cry. Like your why isn't just, oh, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my kids. No, that's like a, yeah. So you're, could you have this giant why? Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes people do not have enough. They have not spent enough time doing enough work on themselves to be able to know how it is, to, to be able to know what that is. Um, I think a lot of us as adults um, are in spaces where we can't even describe how we feel sometimes or our emotions mm -hmm. around even just certain simple events throughout the day. How can we expect ourselves to know what this specific why is? And so I know Amanda and I have had talks about this before. My goal for anybody that I work with is just find something that you can latch on to that will motivate you. And if it's something small, I don't care what it is. If it's like, hey, I want to be able to get like my dog's toenails trimmed or something, you know, like the next month. Good for you. Like, let's work towards that. I, I get so frustrated. And I, I had been going, so my, I told you my first uh, business was a direct sales company. I was with them for like six years. And I would get so frustrated when I would go to quarterly business conferences and these people that I very much admired and respected would basically be yelling at me from a stage telling me that like my dream isn't big enough. I'm not dreaming big enough because I don't want this job. I'm not thinking about how I want this giant mega mansion making millions of dollars because my goal right now is to make sure my bills get paid next month. Your like, vision of I, success is different from everybody yes, else's vision exactly, of success. Exactly. And Amanda, I know you and I have talked in length about this too. Like it's not cookie cutter. And it's something mm -hmm. I'm so huge on. Like nothing in business, nothing in life is cookie cutter. And so what's important to you isn't going to be important to the next person. And so you have to be confident in what's important with you and, and, and just really dig deep and figure out what's important to me. doesn't matter what anybody else's thing looks like. Cause like, I know Amanda, when you and I have talked about it, it's like, you don't necessarily want this huge mansion of a house. I like, want, want fancy land. cars. I'm yeah. obsessed with cars. I <laughs> want, you know what? I want fast cars. <laughs> fast car 
Like, I don't even know the, like, I just want to, like, like, I think one time someone asked me what my dream car was, and I was like, a white one? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't even know I the names of cars. cars either. Yeah. I have, yeah, like, three you know that what? I want. <laughs> but, yeah. See, and you know what? That's it's... probably motivating to you. Yeah. Yeah. And what, you know what's motivating what? to me? What? Having a $10,000 bank account that I call, a, um, I call the $10,000 problem, um, where I feel like, I want to be, I want to be able to have this bank account that's filled with $10,000 consistently so that if somebody has a need that I feel they truly have a need that I can take that money and I can give it to them. That's a huge motivator to me, mm -hmm. not a car. We're two totally different people, two totally mm -hmm. different things motivate us. Yep. Yeah. And, and like you saying, you want to help somebody at the end of the day. Yes. I would love to serve other people, but I'm going to be real. I'm pretty selfish. So I, I want that. I admire that for so me. much about you like, too. Like there's specific things that I want, but it's like I for so long felt actually felt selfish for wanting things for me and for my family. And that I felt like an awful person because I didn't want to donate to all these organizations and do this and do that and travel, you know, like I felt guilty for a long time because that's what mm -hmm. a lot of in the company that I was with preached about people oh, we got to, you know, do this to serve. And I'm like, but that's not me. It's because yeah. they build around these ideals that fit them. Yes. And what I'm all about is building ideals around that fit you. Do you right. feel good about this? Does it feel worth it to you? Is this motivate you? I don't care if it motivates me, but does it motivate you? Yeah. See, my problem is I'm not selfish enough. Yep. I have the, I have the same thing. And that's why probably you're like me, Anna, where I have so much respect and, um, admiration for Amanda. And I know I've told her this before and she's shaking her head right now because <laughs> she knows it's coming. Um, but I, I have so much respect and I admire her so much for this and the fact that she's naturally a more selfish person. And I feel like selfish is such a, like a dirty word to people. I don't see it that I used to, I don't see it that way anymore. And I admire her so much for it because she teaches me so much about how we can't possibly work on ourselves and work on all these things that I was just talking, like we've been talking about now. You can't possibly do it until you focus on filling yourself up first and put yourself first and put and yourself yeah, first. It's hard you for cannot, a lot of women. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the, I've said it, I don't, I know I'm not the first person that said it, but one of the things I love to say is being selfish is one of the most selfless things that you can do. Mm -hmm. One of the most selfless things you can do, because once you're selfish, once you set up boundaries and you learn to put yourself first, it allows you a greater capacity to serve more people. So if you're somebody who loves to serve, learn to be selfish. Well, learn to serve yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm and mm -hmm. take care of yourself just as much as you take care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. All right, well, okay. I feel that was a great sesh right there. So <laughs> Leslie, how can everyone get in your space? Where can they find you? Talk about your, again, we're gonna put all this in the show notes for everybody yeah. to click the links, but share with us where people can connect with you. Yeah, um, if you, I know we mentioned um, the catalog, if that's something that you want more information about, you can go to lesliepineapple.com slash pad, P-A-D. So lesliepineapple.com slash pad. And if you uh, go to find me on Facebook, you can look up the pineapple party pad, um, which I know I provided a link for to 
should be the show notes. Um, you can come hang with us there too. Awesome. Well, thank you was, for coming on the show today. Yes, thank you, Amazing. Thank you for listening to us today. You can visit us on our website at thetrianglesable.com to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our bonus content. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you enjoyed our chat today, please leave us a review below. Join us next week for another episode of The Triangle Table. Here's what didn't make it to the table. Yeah. Okay. What, please? Oh, my daughter says I'm young. Am I young? Oh, no. <laughs> that was like you don't me. listen to them. That was like me when I'm talking to Makata. I'm like, Makata, you are yelling. She's on Fortnite and she's sitting here yelling. I'm like, they can hear you. And so can the entire neighborhood. Hello, Leslie. <laughs> hey, Leslie. Hey, Hi, Leslie.